Hi listener, it's Alan here. Just before you listen to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we did have some technical difficulties with Greg's microphone. Now it has been fixed for future episodes, but this episode you might hear a little bit of a clicking noise. I'm sure you'll still love the content. Thanks listener. This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Alan and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that is profitable. I'm Greg from Studio One Design, and here's my co-host, Alan, from Pixel Partners HQ. How are you, buddy? I am awesome, Greg. This is going to be a fun episode because we're doing it off the cuff. Which I love. You know, I love them. Yeah, that's your favorite. You know, <laughs> for, for the listener, every time we do this, he goes, can't we write some bullets? Like, Let's just hit record and have a conversation, you know. Just like, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, Greg, you and I have these fabulous conversations before the before. recording yeah, to do. write the bullets. If we just recorded yep. that, we'd be set. There you go. All right, let's and roll into it. What's, what's been happening? You know, I'm looking at the systems and processes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you and I talk about this stuff all the time, but it's amazing how a good system can be faithful to you for quite a long time and then stops becoming scalable. Like it hits a max capacity where if you keep putting things into that system, it eventually breaks. And that's kind mm-hmm. of, you know, it's not broken, but I can see the strain and the stress on some of the systems we have in Pixel Partners as we grow. Uh, so we're looking for a different way to manage a high level view of everything that we've got going on in the business. I, I don't I don't like the idea of siloing, you know, where, you know, this department knows what's going on in their department, but they don't know what's going on in the rest of the business. You know, Mm. I want everybody to appreciate each other and the work that they do. Because if not, you know, often you get resentments between different staff members. You know, I think I'm working and I think he's not working. You know, yeah, okay. or he's he's affecting my job because he isn't delivering on time, but you don't know that he's actually delivering for five other people at the same time. So, you know, having an awareness of what everybody within the business is doing, even if it's just a high level view, I think is critical. You know, that comes into a lot of that, you know, agile project management and scrum meetings and things like that. So, mm. and how often do you review that, like how product every, everybody is? Well, I mean, we have our traffic light report, so yeah. we're, we're monitoring that on a on a daily basis. But I'm, daily, yeah. yeah, that's okay. But that's still very siloed. You know, it's still by individual and then by team. I'm not talking about productivity. I'm talking about you know the workflow of everything that comes through our business and having a high level view. So if somebody has a suggestion that might impact the entire business and be beneficial, that they can put their hand up. But if they're only looking at what they're doing in that one day. They're not getting that that view. But you have a project manager that sort of manages that whole process, yeah? We have project managers, plural, but again, they're by team. So, you know, the project manager that's working on all the Photoshop work isn't aware of what the project manager working on design and packaging might be doing, even though they both have to work on the same project. So, yeah, look, it's I'll, I'll check in with you in a month or two and uh, I'll let you know if we've, you know, what, what direction we ended up taking and, and, and how it's impacted us. Greg, what, mm. about, what about you, man? What do you got going on? I'm just wondering if a VA could, you know, handle all that to sort of coordinate with all the project managers. Well, we have a VA company 
in the office next door who is actually owned by my operations manager's wife. So we have them on tap. We use, we use them as, we don't consider them employees. We stopped hiring our own VAs and just contracted it all to their team because just like people choose Pixel Partners because we're a team and they choose Studio One Design because it's a team, you're not, you're not relying on one person. We choose them to do all that admin work and they do help a lot. It, again, it's not about physically doing anything. It's about everybody being aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. All right. All good, man. So yeah, for me, we're just implementing a new design service, which is going to be like a, an unlimited design service on a recurring you know, monthly pack. So yeah, just putting together a sales page and the offer for that at the moment, which is pretty exciting. Nice. That'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Watch your space. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah. Well, let's get into this topic, eh? You know, we've sort of tentatively called this pick up the damn phone, right? But really, yeah, this is about how are you communicating with your customers? How do you get feedback from your customers? How do you maintain a, a personal relationship with your customers, you know, email and instant messaging and automation versus having a conversation. That's kind of the topic. And look, the, the reason I think I did, I suggest this topic. I think it did. I think I did, man, but oh, that's did? cool. You, you can take it. <laughs> I don't remember. We talked, we, I mean, we picked this topic a couple of weeks ago, but I, I do remember when the topic came up. I went, oh, yeah, definitely want to talk about that, you know, because I see it all the time. You know, we as business owners, right? Wear one hat when we're business owners and then we wear another hat when we're actually consumers, right? And Mm. I think we as business owners can do things that would frustrate the hell out of us as consumers, thinking that we're being efficient or effective or just making our lives easy. But really, if we were on the other side of it, we'd probably get pretty aggravated, Exactly. And I guess, you know, one of the main things there is pick up the phone, you know, like a lot of businesses, especially online businesses these days, don't even have a phone number on on their website. So, you know, is it really effective by doing that when people can't contact you and they might just, it might, you know, it might turn into a sale. So why would you not have a phone number on your website? Look, I think that's, that's so important. Look, it doesn't even have to be a phone number, right? There's a, there's a big electronics supplier in Australia, right? And, you know, on their website, they do have a phone number, right? They also have a very good live chat, right? And I think live chat, it can be just as good as a phone number, as long as there's somebody there to chat to who actually knows what they're doing. They show a photo of their warehouse and office, and they have a little mini office and showroom. So it all instills confidence in me that that there's somebody there that's going to care about my needs. And every time yeah. I've reached out to that company, I've always had fabulous customer service, you know. There you go, yeah. And picking up the phone, you know, like, okay, you know, you and I, Greg, we work across multiple time zones. So it can be a little bit difficult to get on the phone all the time. But, I mean, it's not something you have to do every day. Why not schedule a couple of days every three to six months and reach out to those people on odd time zones and just ask them how they're doing. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, but, I mean, just on that phone issue, I mean, 
you know, because of different time zones, you could waste a lot of time manually trying to work out a time between you. So we would recommend a scheduling tool for that. So, you know, you send them a link and they can just book it in when it suits them and then job's done. Then you get automated um, reminders before the call. Yeah, that's right. You know, you could just, you could shoot them a nice personalized email saying, hey, listen, I was wondering if you had a chance for us to have a chat. Here's my calendar. Just book in a time that works for you for me to call you. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly, um, yeah. But look, I don't think it hurts just to sit there with a list of 10 or 20 customers and just dial them. And if you only get through to five, that's okay, you know. I mean, it's not like I'm talking about just calling them for the sake of maintaining the relationship, not necessarily calling them because you need something from them or, you know, you have a specific request or anything like that. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, and then what about personal, like, face-to-face meetings? Um, sometimes, obviously, with clients all around, around the world, it's not really possible. But even just if it's not possible, having a Skype call or some sort of, you know, online video conference platform goes a long way as opposed to just having email conversations. Like, I try to get my clients on calls, you know, especially if it's a prospect, I should say, like as soon as possible, I'll keep everything completely manual until a point where they're ready to order and then they'll order and then, you know, things will happen automatically from that point, which is just more effective. But before they're ready to, to purchase, you want to build that personal relationship. So, so yeah, Skype or anything like that, if they're an overseas customer is gold. Look, you know what? Google has just changed their Hangouts interface. Yeah, I've been using that lately. Yeah, so you can actually do a Google Hangout and the other person does not need to have a Google account, right? All right, okay, yeah. So, and I mean, let's think about it, right? Five years ago, definitely 10 years ago, you know, not every computer was equipped with a camera and a microphone and a speaker, Mm. you know, but just about every computer that comes out today is equipped with that every single smartphone is equipped with that so there's no reason why you can't do a face-to-face call with somebody even if they're not in the same city i mean i have a client in in new york and we text chat like chat pad chat regularly we talk on the phone regularly right but let me tell you when we get the opportunity to do face-to-face video the last time he was so excited because they're building a new head office and he's He's giving me a tour around the half-finished office and showing me the showroom that we're going to be designing the graphics for. And oh, that's cool. It changes the whole dynamic of your conversation. You know, another client yeah. of mine in China was criticizing my recent haircut because we had the, the video on. You know, I'm not surprised about that. Well, that's it. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I did admittedly go a little bit shorter than normal, um, <laughs> but you know, it does. It does change the dynamic of of the relationship. And, you know, what was it, 10 seconds of our call, a little bit of a giggle, and we got down to business. So Yeah, nice. So, yeah, from my point of view, it's really like the whole sales process, even not just sales, but like you said, you know, just building a relationship, which is really what sales is all about anyway. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. You know, that, in in our opinion, needs to be a manual personal approach now everything before that can be automated and everything after that can be automated you know and when i say before i mean all of your marketing so you might have you know a lead magnet that sends out an an automated email sequence sequence to keep that person warm you might have a webinar that could even be recorded as well and you know everything that happens around that webinar could be automated but when it comes time for a warm prospect to reach out and and you know want to you know know a few questions or whatever the case is that's the perfect opportunity to get on the phone with them or meet them face to face 
Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, I think that, um, you know, we, we've become so keyboard reliant that we forget that there's other tools that we can use, right? Yeah. Like, I see it all the time where, you know, we might be dealing with either a, a prospect or even a current customer, and we spend two days going back and forwards on email for an issue that really could have been resolved in a one-minute phone call. Yeah, I actually, I do that a lot, by the way. If um, if any of our clients ha- has an issue and I notice something's taken longer than it should, then I will, yeah, jump on Skype with them straight away. And, uh, yeah, there's no scheduling. It's just let's jump on right now, you know, let's, let's get this sorted because it's so much more efficient. And it's just amazing how that face-to-face, you know, talking to one another can be so more productive and and more powerful. And, and, you know, you're both trying to get to an outcome. Whereas if you're on an email backwards and forwards, emails, you know, the voice of the email can come across entirely different to how you intended. <laughs> so it's just more effective if you're, you know, doing a one-to-one call. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, I'm not saying that you have to call everyone. And then also too, you know, you have to be, I mean, you and I try and be respectful of our own time. We don't like taking a hundred random calls a day so we use scheduling software right but if a customer is midstream working with you on something and you're going back and forwards via email and they've just replied for the third time you know they're in front of their computer you know they're in the mindset of working on that particular task or job so give them a ring you know and just Mm. just get it resolved and you know i I always start with look just want to make sure is this a good time for you do you have five minutes just so we can solve this xyz that we've been discussing absolutely it's yeah it's way more impactful so we've talked about before you know a sale we've talked about marketing we've talked about during and and you know while that while the uh, while you're working with a customer and what about after you mentioned something before about collecting testimonials through the old manual process Look, I think, yeah, you know, so many businesses these days send out a, you know, post-work survey of some sort, you know, and the most, in my opinion, the most successful ones are the, the simplest, you know, were you happy with this, yes or no? Do mm-hmm. you have any comments? And that's it, right? But it's extraordinary what some people send out. I mean, I get I, honestly, I, I've had emails in the last six months where it goes, we'd love if you filled out our customer service survey. It will only take you 10 to 20 minutes. <laughs> Seriously? You know, yeah. all the other ones I, I really drive me nuts is, could you quick, would you mind filling out this quick survey? And I think, okay, I will because, you know, I want to give them feedback. And I click on the survey and you hit page one, then you go to page two, then you go to page mm. three, then you go to page, and you just go, well, when is this going to end? And there's no indication of how far through the process you are, so I just X out of it, you know? Yeah, there you go. And I think those things are great, but, you know, why not just ask for a one-sentence testimonial instead of asking for 50 questions and scales of one to 10, would you do, would you recommend us to, oh, honestly, like who processes that data? Yeah, you got it. And you're saying like, um, you know, why not just pick up the phone and call your, your best clients if you know they're happy and then, you know, just ask them if they're happy and you could even mention to them, do you mind if I record this and use it on the website, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I do mean, a video the, call, get them to talk straight into the camera and have yeah. you know ask them the question and then get them to give you a testimonial and yeah, you know, happy days. 
Yeah, I, I did that with Ryan Spanger. You know, he came to my house and, and recorded some videos. You know, I hired his video um, creation service. And at the end, I just offered it. I was so happy. And that's a perfect time to ask for a testimonial when your client's so happy. I was so happy with the way the whole process went. And I said, look, now we've got the camera on us. I'm going to give you a testimonial right now. And so he did. And he's used that on his website. And you know, it's just a, a killer way to, to do a... Um, you know, a, a testimonial over video. Actually, that's interesting because Ryan should ask for that at the end of every shoot. He should like have, you yeah. Say, he's got the, he's got the <laughs> yeah. camera gear all set up there and ready to go. So. Maybe he would have. I just jumped in first because I was so excited. You know what? It's not just about getting a testimonial either, but just, you know, pick up the phone. Tell me, were you happy with what we delivered? Were there any issues? I just want to have a quick chat with you, you know? Have a good old-fashioned piece of paper and pencil and, and write down some notes. And, and again, you don't have to do this for every single customer. I mean, it would I would love in my business if I got to a point where I had enough staff to call every single customer on a regular basis. So you and nice. I were talking about this yeah. before the call. You know, I have two types of customers, one that do sort of one-off jobs every now and then, and then the other ones that do sort of more rolling project kind of work. Now, mm-hmm. we're not going to call that customer, the rolling project customer, every time we hit a milestone, we're happy with that milestone, because that's just going to irritate them. Yeah. But you could call them once a quarter, once every six months. Have you been happy with what we've done since January? Is there anything you'd like to see changed? I mean, it would be so awesome to do just to thank every customer. And even if it's just, I just wanted to thank you for that job. I felt it went really well. If you've got any feedback, please let us know. There you go. Well, that's a killer takeaway, man. I I feel like I'm going to do that right now when I get off this call. I'm going to call 10 clients. Yeah, you know, and and look, I've got to say, I've been a bit slack the last 12 months, but I used to have a routine schedule. I would call at least 10 current customers just to say hello and see how things are going and see if there's anything that they needed that we weren't offering. And then I would call around five up to 10 people that have been in our prospect pipeline that may have done one job or may have done no jobs, but we'd had communications with and just rang Mm -hmm. them to see if there was anything we could do for them. Um, and if the conversation was going well, ask them why they didn't proceed at the time, you know. And so how has that worked in general? Has it been, have you seen results from doing that? Look, absolutely. It was so powerful. I actually had a, a list of five questions that I wanted answers to from every person I spoke to. And they're all really, yeah. really simple questions, right? And I, and I definitely need to resurrect that. But I, I, like I said to you, I want to simplify it. Um, it was a bit clunky and time consuming and all that's all those things that all the reasons why as business owners we switch on an automated survey uh, <laughs> asking the customer 20 things that we want to know but nothing about how did they feel so yeah right but you're right just put it in your schedule and, and do it i guess one thing one of the reasons why i haven't been doing it as much the last 12 months is i've been more actively speaking to customers that whole idea of pick up the damn phone Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess I haven't needed to make those specific calls because I've been getting on Skype and getting on the phone. I mean, I've changed my phone plans within the office so that I can make more international calls and it doesn't cost me anything. Yeah. And look, it really depends on your business and what, what you actually offer. But, you know, in a service style business, you're servicing a customer or client and it's you know it's service so part of that service is having good customer service and to me 
having that customer service is about creating a relationship. So I think there's nothing more important than creating a manual relationship as opposed to automatic. Yeah, uh, they both have their place, you know. But you know what? I think it's like offline advertising and online advertising. Just because online advertising is great and people are making money out of it doesn't mean you switch off everything else. You know, and I think that's what hap- what's happened with email and instant messaging and, and all these sort of things is people have just switched off that little bit of, of personal attendance. I'm not saying everybody, but, you know, I'm amazed at how many people today you just cannot, they just don't pick up the phone. Like they screen everything and it always goes to voicemail and then they reply via email or reply via SMS instead of calling back. It's, you know, maybe some people just don't want to talk on the phone. That's fine. If they don't want to talk on the phone, if you feel a bit of, of friction or resistance, just ask them, would you prefer me to email you? But mm, there you go. It, give it a try. Cool, man. All right. Well, awesome. So what are our takeaways today? Pick up the damn phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. pick up the damn phone. Well, not just pick up the damn phone, but find a way to have a little bit more of a personal interaction. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, yeah, for me, the biggest takeaway is to, which is what I'm going to do, I mean it, I'm going to call some, some you know, existing clients and, and just say thanks and just start a conversation, you know, see how they're travelling. Yeah. Yeah, find five prospects that you've interacted with that haven't gone ahead and call them. Mm, yeah. You know, that would be invaluable feedback if you have a chance just to have a chat with them. Yeah, I could do that too. Mm. Cool, ma'am. All right, All dude, right. Well, well, I'll catch you next week. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening. See, that wasn't so bad, Greg, without a, a, a full list of bullet points for us to work off. Yeah, we had three, so we did well. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next week. Speak soon. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.